welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. All right, cool. So welcome back, Brett. Thank you for coming back to do another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited. And we're doing The Tale of the Midnight Ride. Yeah, it's, I mean, depending on how you think of it, it could be a a snoozer or it could be pretty fun. But I personally think this is uh, one worth going over because it's Halloween themed and there's only two Halloween themed Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes throughout the entire series. Oh, um, what's the other one? uh, The Tale of the Twisted Claw. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I do know we watched another one that has a high school dance during it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the tale of the dream machine. And that had a Halloween dance in it, but it wasn't technically Halloween themed like throughout the entire episode. That was only a, a scene of it. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. And I love the decoration in this episode. I guess we'll just get into it. Um, yeah. But if you hear me flipping through the pages, it's because I've got Brett's book out and I'm just looking through it. Scary tales. You know, I'm just looking for our tale in here because I want to know. Season three, episode one. Yeah. I, I'm never sure if like the IMDb is right or whatever. Don't don't follow IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> I had to cross-reference eight different sources for the episode order to arrive at the one that I designed for this book. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It fluctuates a lot, especially since uh, production order is different than airing order on Nickelodeon. Exactly. Yeah. But the description states that when new kid in town, Ian Matthews, falls for a lovely girl at school, the charming wimp is challenged by her boyfriend, Brad, to retrieve the pumpkin head of the headless horseman. And I'll just leave it there. Um, And like, I love this because this is the first headless horseman tale I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You haven't seen uh, the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow film? No, and I love Christina Ricci, so I don't know why. And I like Tim Burton. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, yeah, Christopher Walken's in it too as uh, as the titular villain. So it's worth it's worth watching. Probably not with the kids because it, it can get gruesome okay. in some parts, but it's definitely uh, definitely a wild ride that uh, oh. matches the legend well. Okay, yeah. The only I'm I'm familiar with like Scooby Doo, but that's. <laughs> much. I don't know if there, there was a headless horseman in Scooby Doo. I think so. I think so. It, it sounds vaguely familiar, but it's been decades since I've seen an episode because I used to watch them on Cartoon Network mm-hmm. as a kid. <laughs> this episode starts out pretty wild because two of the you know Midnight Society members are dead. Just kidding. <laughs> no, they, they eloped. It was uh, Fra- uh, not Frank, David and Kristen from the first two seasons, they uh, they moved and Gary has to find replacements for them. So that's why the the meeting opens a little bit differently today. And I wonder if Gary was just like, oh yeah, Kristen, you don't want to date me? Okay, you're out of the club. <laughs> I mean, you, you bring up some interesting ideas for theories because they were, uh, they seem fairly into each other at the beginning of the Tale of the Super Specs when they were at Gary's dad's magic shop. Yeah, they did. They seemed but, uh, pretty friendly. If you remember from the tale of the lonely ghost, David gave Kristen like a little locket, like a, a little gift, and uh, she gave him a, a peck on the cheek. So I think their relationship started there and Gary was just a little bit too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he was jealous. Maybe. He's like, I'm going to get rid of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty Gary move, I feel like. 
Yeah, although later in season three, we see him compete with uh, Frank for another Midnight Society member's affection. <gasps> oh, okay, no spoilers. I had no idea. <laughs> it gets interesting. So I was at the park the other day and it was completely empty and a like breeze came by and the swing started swinging and my son said, what's that noise? And I was like, oh, good question. You know, like that's the squeak of the swing. And I just jogged my memory of this episode of the um, intro. I was like, mm -hmm. man, it's just so ingenious. And I know I say it like every time, but it really is. It's so simple and so genius. And I don't know. I love it, does, it. It does a great job of setting the tone and building atmosphere for what's to come. And I know a lot of people have mentioned on social media that they're so afraid from the intro that that they sometimes don't even make it into the episode just because of all the spooky imagery, whether it's like, you know, that hobo clown thing in the attic or the spooky swings or even like the the door with the way the camera like gets right up close to that keyhole in an unnatural way. Exactly. And I know a swing doesn't seem scary, but like, imagine if you're in a park at night by yourself and you hear a swing just swinging by itself. It's terrifying. I was going to say, add a little darkness and make anything move by itself. And yeah. you got a recipe for scariness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The tale starts with, um, is he new? New kid in town? Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Most of these tales start that way, but you should introduce our, uh, yeah. our first new Midnight Society member first. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Gary's like, pretty much we have to let my brother in or else my parents aren't going to let me come anymore. <laughs> That's what I got out That's of it. That's a lame excuse. <laughs> yeah. So he like tries to bring his brother in, which I love. And I'm sorry to say that two of our good friends have gone. David and Kristen's families have moved. We won't be hearing their stories anymore, but they'll always be a part of the Midnight Society. We'll miss them. But that means that we have room for two new members. Betty Ann? My friend Sam wants to join, but needs time to work on an initiation story. Well, that's cool. No rush. I've got someone I want to sponsor, and I brought him here tonight. He's ready. So bring him on. I've either got to bring him or I can't come anymore. You're kidding. Hey, we're not babysitters, you know? Members got to tell stories. If you scabs would lighten up, maybe I could tell one. Listen, give him a chance. You'd really have to quit? I mean, I'd rather let him in than have to, like, you know, disband the entire Midnight Society. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough ultimatum, but... He turns out to be one of my favorite Midnight Society members, so I can't. Oh, really? Yeah, love him. I can go either way with Tucker. Um, what? He, he has some good stories and some not so great stories, so okay, it really depends we, on what we cover. Yeah, I mean, I don't base it solely off stories, though. I'm going off of charisma. All right. I'm still Team Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make up ghost stories all the time, but... There are some ghost stories that have been around for so long that it makes you wonder if maybe, just maybe, they might not be made up. My story is about a famous ghost and about a legend that's so popular it just won't die. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story. 
tale of the midnight ride. I really love that. Um, and I figure we can talk more in this episode because there's not a lot of clips because of all the action. Mm-hmm. But like, I love an urban legend, as you know, and I think mm-hmm. he's right just about the fact that when something is so, I don't know, like when it's so infamous, yeah, well, no, I guess not mysterious, but like when it's so well infamous known. and well known, yeah, it's, it's like, maybe it could be true. It adds a whole other layer of fear to it. I feel like with urban legends, it's like, oh my God, it's so creepy. It's like so stupid. It might be real. I don't know. Um, well, it can feel that. very real when it's happening too, versus just hearing it from someone else. Yeah. And I love hearing a classic story because you always know what's going to happen. Although with this one, I was a little confused until the end. I was like, okay, so what's the whole deal with headless horseman? I don't know, but I figured it out. Mm. So there, there are some, uh, details left out for the sake of this adaptation of the story. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this kid, he's the new kid in school and his name is Ian. He's, you know, kind of, I would say like a theater kid. He's like tall and lanky and dorky, um, but he seems really nice. And he has a crush on this girl, Katie. She's with a guy named Brad, but they just broke up. And Brad is a huge jerk. Um, And we do see, like we'd get one scene of the headless horseman right at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Well, kind of hinted at. Okay, so it's not really. I don't really... know if I'd say direct. I'm gonna play. They're, so they're setting up for a school dance, which it's a Halloween dance. I thought this was a really, really, really genius way to make your set look colorful and alive, and have a party, but and like themed, but not have to spend a lot of money. Mm pretty smart do a school dance right yeah Um, especially high school because then it's like they're just putting up streamers and stuff and you don't expect them to be doing anything better than that which is right yeah it's a creative low budget way to um get footage for this episode because essentially all they do is um film inside the school dance film around the school grounds on the outside and then film in the woods near the bridge you got three primary locations and that's it exactly yeah, I liked it. Um, super simple, very effective. Are we in the same lake class? I should buy the window. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> what is all this stuff? He like jerks his body every single time he delivers a line. Not if he wants to live. Maybe it's part of his quirky, goofy charm. So are you going to the dance tonight? Why are you asking? <laughs> you stay away from her, unless you want to walk around toothless. Sorry, you can be really juvenile sometimes. You can be really scary too. Don't let him bother you. Are you coming tonight? Wouldn't miss it. Great. Save an answer for me. He shows up to the school dance to see this girl, which I feel like is pretty brave of him. Yeah, he wastes no time. (laughs) And I mean, he doesn't even have any friends to back him up. He's just like, I'm going to go because I like this girl. I like that. And I give him points for uh, guts. Yeah, right? So he shows up. Um, and like I said, the set is awesome. It's really simple, but very effective. And there's just like skeleton, paper skeletons everywhere. And like, paper, like literally just paper cutouts of ghosts. 
and streamers. It looks amazing. He gets into a fight with Brad over Katie. And of course, you know, they're going to go outside and fight over her. What else do you do at a school dance besides fight <laughs> over a girl, right? I don't know. Drink some punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when she said that though when she's like brad don't do this i had like so many flashbacks of my friends and me just like watching guys fight over girls and being like oh my god you guys seriously don't do this just stop we don't like any of you this is dumb like, yeah <laughs> no. seems a little immature <laughs> yeah definitely middle school yep put your fist down geek uh, i'd rather not look i don't want to fight you i'm gonna do you a favor uh, uh, good, I think. Brad, cut the macho stuff. It's old. You know the legend of Sleepy Hollow? Uh, yes, Orda. Well, let me refresh your memory. It was Halloween night, back in 1700-whatever, when Ichabod Crane came to a fork in the road. Now, he should have gone left, but he went right. So, instead of getting to the Bridge of Souls, a bridge the headless horseman could never cross over. He went deeper into the woods. Yeah, I know. The headless horseman threw a pumpkin and took his head. So what? So, it's Halloween. And we have a tradition here in Sleepy Hollow. When some new guy shows up, he's got to be initiated. Oh, please. But what, are you going to take my head? Not exactly. So they tell him to go out to the woods and get the pumpkin that's out there. That's the head of the headless horseman. But I don't know at this part, I was confused because the guy, the pirate Brad is saying that the headless horseman was being chased, but then I thought it was Ichabod crane. So I don't under really understand what's happening. I Ichabod crane was being chased by the headless horseman because he went down the wrong path to like, I think it was to the bridge of souls or another bridge. Um, and then he got his head cut off because he couldn't be outrun by him. Okay. Because they had this horseman just looking for a replacement head. But why is Ichabod Crane stuck in the time loop then? That's a good question. Because <laughs> he has unfinished business. He needs his head back, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's I what know. most ghosts have. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the movie, like the real movie this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I love Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman, but some of the details elude me with the specifics. I know that... Uh, Katie and Brad are based off of real characters in the Headless Horseman legend. Okay. Um, I forgot their names, but it's it's in my book. Oh, nice. All right, hold on. I've got it here. Um, it's under trivia. Perfect. It says... You should probably edit this part out, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is. Hmm. I don't think it's in the trivia. I know, right? You do have a lot of stuff in the trivia, though. Yeah. So he does. He's like, he's pretty brave about this too. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to go out to the woods. I'm going to get it over with. I'll play some games. I'll come back and, mm -hmm. you know, we can just have our dance. Um, so he goes out there and he gets spooked. <laughs> he picks up the pumpkin. He sees the headless horseman. He freaks out and runs back, but it's, it's, um, it wasn't the real headless horseman. It's Brad dressed up. Yeah, just giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, which Brad's um, costume to look like the Headless Horseman is pretty awesome, actually. It's pretty it smart. It looks convincing. All he had to do is put the pumpkin on his head and it'd be the spitting image of him. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. 
And um, like, girl, why aren't you with Brad? He's creative. He obviously really cares for you. Because <laughs> he's got a bad boy attitude that yeah. grates on her a little too much. And Ian's mm-hmm. like the typical nice guy. So she's uh, changing things up for, for a change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, but yeah, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'm staying with this guy. Myself. Let's go, Katie. I'm staying with Ian. Would you forget this loser? Brad, I'm sick of your stupid games. Why don't you just take your traveling circus, please, and leave me alone? Hey, do whatever you want. Just remember, it's Halloween. And I don't think your pal here has the guts to stand up to the real headless horseman if he shows up. He kind of has a point, though. Because later he runs from him. (laughs) Just saying. So he walks Katie home and... I'm afraid I've lost my... They run into a ghost, but like, do they know that this is a ghost at the time that they see him? I don't think they're fully aware. Like it didn't click in their head that this was Ichabod Crane or that the legend was coming true until they met the Headless Horseman. So this starts like coming to life after Brad leaves with his posse and they walk uh, home together. I don't know what really triggers that event because it wasn't clear going like any, out at any time during the episode unless they said some magic words that brought it to life or it because it's like halloween night at sleepy hollow the legend like repeats itself for one night every year exactly that's what i was thinking because it's midnight the veil is thin they're going out to this location yeah. scene of the crime some, some variation of the witching hour probably exactly so i'll allow it <laughs> um <laughs> they run into ichabod crane so I uh, think we better. Good evening, children. Oh, I didn't mean to startle you. I'm afraid I've lost my way in these wretched woods. Would you be so kind as to direct me to the Bridge of Souls? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Take a left at the fork. Oh, lucky thing. I surely would have taken a right. Thank you kindly. Who are you? Crane. Ichabod Crane, the new schoolmaster. Good evening. Crane. You gotta be. Did you happen to catch who uh, who plays uh, Ichabod Crane in this tale? No, but I really like him. Who is that? His name's Arthur Holden, and he's also been uh, Mr. Brooks, the science professor in the tale of the Dead Man's Float that we covered. Whoa. I would not have recognized him as the professor. That's wild. I like him way better in this role. Yeah, I like him in this role too. He was also uh, the court gesture in the season six tale, the tale of the wisdom glass, but I didn't like him in all that one. He's a little too annoying, but I'd say this is his best role of the three. That sounds like it's going to be my favorite episode ever. The tale (laughs) of the wisdom glass. Yes. Don't, don't be so sure. I mean, it's about video games and it's like a mock court trial with some, what? With some turns. So. You be the judge of that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Oh my God. Wait so till you see it. They keep walking home and then they get to her house and they almost kiss, but then they're interrupted. I left, I left it at the oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say dad put the light on and put an end to that because he's watching from behind the curtain. <laughs> I know. I was like, are we going to get a kiss? No, there's not more than one kiss. And are you afraid of the dark? We've already covered it. So, yeah. and then. 
he goes to the school to pick up his bike that he left there. I think, boy, don't just go back tomorrow and get your bike. What are you doing? No, it's terrifying. He's um, leaving himself wide open for the demons of the night to come out. Yeah, what the heck, man? And and there's like a gang of wild teenage boys that are pissed at you roaming the streets too. So he shows up at the school and he sees the headless horseman, but he thinks that it's a prank. Fred, I'm not buying it. Man, this guy is good. Oh no, the key. I, I forgot my stupid jacket. Forget it. I'm out of here. Ah! It's just me. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, you know, but I, I, I could have got it tomorrow. Uh, uh, come on, I'll, I'll ride you home. Relax. Why are you so nervous? You know, Brad, the bridge, you know that real wacky guy in that costume? You know, let's just pretend none of this ever happened. Ian? I really hope to never hear someone say my name that way. Like there's something yeah. behind you, like <laughs> Brett. Snake <laughs> on the open snake. Right. Yeah, because you know anything that precedes or proceeds that sentence is never going to end well. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jumanji has scarred me for life. <laughs> yeah. This effect is super cool. They see the headless horseman. They just see the shadow on the side of the school. Very Big old large silhouette on the oh. entire wall of the, all three stories of the school. I love Very this cool. shot. I think it's my favorite shot of the whole episode. Yeah. Um, although I do like the one that you did a sticker series on. Oh, too. thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I've had it. Which that's the thing with the stickers is like a lot of those that I have from you are episodes I haven't seen because, you know, mm -hmm. I haven't seen them all. Um, so I've got the one from this episode, which is the Headless Horseman with the pumpkin head. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I also did an Ichabod Crane one as well to go. I think with I have it. OK, I have it mm -hmm. then. And I just like them because I like the artwork. Thank you. But then whenever I see the episode, I'm like, oh, this is even cooler than <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's fun to like pick it, them though. out in a scrapbook or something and match them up with the episode because I did all the stickers for the first five seasons. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, Thank And you. anybody, I think Map got some from me when he joined my Patreon. I sent him some. Cool. And yeah, I just love them. Enough's enough, Brad, all right? She doesn't like you anymore. You want to fight, we'll fight. But stop with the stupid games. The legend of Sleepy Hollow just stopping a leg. Oh, you skipped over the best part. Oh, shit. Sorry. That part. Brad? Crazy fire horse that appears out of nowhere. Slice. Definitely not Brad. Pretty sure he doesn't no. know how to ride a horse. Well, what is this with the legend of Sleepy Hollow just stopping a legend. Look. So they go on a pretty epic chase scene. <laughs> We're not going to let Brad trip over the trash can behind him because he sees the real headless horse horseman. Yeah. He's got nothing on him. That was freaking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. He wants my head. <laughs> he wants my head. <laughs> oh, shit. Karma. This can't be, can it? Right. Think him out of the wall. This is no joke. It's the headless horseman. I thought he's supposed to 
be after Ichabod Crane. Yeah, uh, except we told old Ichabod how to get to the bridge. We changed the story. Now it's after us. There's only one thing we can do. What? We gotta play the story out. We gotta get to the bridge. You can't cross it. Oh no, if you think I'm going. <laughs> oh, they are going back to the bridge. <laughs> so I have a problem with this scene. Yeah. Maybe a continuity thing or just like a loophole. Uh, for the character but he can the headless horseman can apparate through a school wall no problem but he can't go through a chain link fence modern technology no not really <laughs> I, I think the the special effects crew didn't want to spend the time or the energy like uh matte painting through all those links and holes just to let him go through so i think it was a directorial decision to just hint that he could if he wanted to but he just decided to just stop short of the fence to be like up in our face and create some tension yeah and he's like whatever because he's going to be chasing them he'll be on their tails in no time pretty much for the rest of the episode yes i mean it's just a, an epic chase scene they oh, finally they get... screaming bloody murder there it's like <laughs> yeah it's intense i mean that chase scene goes on for so long it feels like a nightmare like when you're trapped in a nightmare. it does running. especially especially when like it feels like time slows down and you're running through like thick air and you can't go very far, even though you're trying to, if all your might. Yeah. It really, really captures that feeling like the essence of that kind of a nightmare. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's wild. Why are you coming back? Oh, I'm afraid I've totally lost my way. I think it best to go back to the fork and take the right path. That should set things straight. Uh, yeah, I think it probably will. Take care. Beware the headless horseman. Happy Halloween. They were pretty lucky. He's still out there. They live to tell another tale another day. You'll do. <laughs> Excellent. Just keep him out of my face. <laughs> hey, there's got to be some group tension somewhere. Yes. yes, that's awesome for Tucker's first story. I love it. So what did you think all in all? I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy Halloween themed anything. Their adaptation of the Headless Horseman Sleepy Hollow legend uh, is appropriate for kids. Like they sh they make it short and concise, and you know, uh, fill in characters for like the main characters of the story. You got some pretty solid effects going on with like the Headless Horseman coming out of the school wall and then like chasing them to the Bridge of Souls, where he, you know essentially explodes into one bla blazing inferno uh, before Ian is spared. And, you know, it's, I think it's pretty straightforward. Great camera work. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to give it like a solid B, like, like a four, 4.25. Like I, I like, I enjoy revisiting this. Maybe the acting isn't the best in some parts. Maybe it's a little bit slow in other parts, but uh, I enjoy it. You gave it a four out of five in the book. So yeah. So I, I still hold true to that. Yeah. Perfect. Like it's that. on the same level as Phantom Cab for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I didn't like that one as much. 
Well, the acting's a lot worse than that for obvious reasons. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I guess the biggest. Uh, I, I, well, I should say that the child actors are a lot worse than that. Dr. Vink and Flynn, they're great. Yeah. Right. It's got to get points for Dr. Vink. Um, yeah. So biggest, what do you give it? Uh, definitely a four. It's a solid four. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially because it's a Halloween episode. It's classic, you know, classic urban legend. That was the biggest criticism that I could find about this episode was that people kept saying, like, why couldn't they make it original? It's, you know, a total ripoff of the movie um, or like the old story, I guess. And I was like, oh, I didn't care because I had never seen it. So for me, it was also like- adap- adaptations exist out there. It's there's yeah. many different ways to present the same story. So just because someone else does their interpretation of it doesn't mean it's a ripoff. It'd be a ripoff if they literally did like a one-to-one shot of whatever the original source material was and then just slapped their name on it, which most people don't do in the creative industry because that's just considered a faux pas, an unwritten law that you can't do that. Um, so I think it's fine the way it is as an adaptation. And in many other cases for Are You Fair the Dark Tales, like the Tale of the Midnight Madness or like the Tale of Laughing in the Dark, they're based off of literary antecedents, which means that there's already some sort of source material that they're inspired by that has similar lessons. Okay. So, and, and people love those episodes because of how, how authentic they feel. So I don't think, I don't think the disagreement that it's, it's not great because it's not quote unquote original holds much water for that reason, because it, it, it's patterns like that are repeated elsewhere, not just in Are You Fear the Dark, but other horror anthology as well. Yeah, I mean, it's like it can't really be considered an urban legend unless it's been told a bunch of times, right? Yeah, yeah. People find the story intriguing and interesting enough that they keep it all, they keep it alive for their discussions throughout the ages. I mean, this has survived at least what three hundred years now. I said it's pretty impressive. Yeah, this is one I would definitely watch again. I'll, I'll watch it on Halloween. Um, definitely, I love it. Close to midnight too. <laughs> I think the kids are gonna. Okay. Yeah, what do you want to do for the next episode? Well, I figure since we're we're on a Halloween kick, uh, you know, easy target would be to continue the breadcrumb trail of relevant uh, topics. Would be to go straight to Twisted Claw, and then from there, you know, we can go the be careful what you wish for route. Uh, for a commonality and either go to the tale of the final wish or the tale of the silent servant isn't the tia and tomorrow one a very like be careful what you wish for yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to make that connection because i know you want to do that one but i don't know i don't know how hold that true it's it's kind of indirect with the wishing it's just uh if we did like the tale of the hatching somehow i can link it to that because they both both involve reptiles but how would i link to hatching because right. it's got lizards in school. That's really all it's got going for it. Although this is a school dance, we can go to hatching from this and go that route. Yeah, that's a good episode. I do like the hatching. Yeah, me too. It's interesting. Um, and and the fun Here. thing about this series that we're doing is that it's like a choose your own adventure the way we're following it. Like we just pick any point. In this case, we started with super specs and then we just try to find something to jump off of like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, so we're just trying to keep that going as far as we can until we run, hit a dead end. Right. And, uh, I think how many episodes do we have under our belt now for this series? It's got to be at least like 15. 20, yeah, 15, 20. I'd have to count, but I feel yeah, like it's at least know. 15. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say if you want to get to chameleons as close as possible, I'd say let's do... The tale of the hatching next because uh sweet 
it, that also takes place as a, at a school. Awesome. Yeah. I like that one. Um, it's fun. It's a fun, weird episode. That'll be fun to do. Mm-hmm. And all right, cool. And then do you want to do uh, recommendations? Really have anything to recommend. I've just been, been busy working busy. on my podcast. Yeah. yeah what, just tell me. So what have you been up to recently? Um, well, we recently, I think our most, yeah, our most recent episode was uh, Doug's Lucky Hat episode review with Jim Jenkins, the creator of Doug on Splat Attack. So that was exciting uh, to have him on for the show and review the episode together. And uh, coming up this week, which would be the last week of March, uh, at the time of this recording, we're going to have Mark Summers and Robin Russo, as long as, as well as uh, Double Dare Superfan, remember some of their sloppiest Double Dare moments with us on on (laughs) Sweat Attack. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, other than that... Other than that, we've been um, creating some bonus episodes for Patreon. We recently got an Are You Afraid of the Dark versus Goosebumps episode where we put uh, the Tale of the Silent Servant against the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. So if anyone's interested in that pairing to see which story is the better of the two, Scarecrow Tales, uh, definitely head to our Patreon page where you can uh, support us and get access to that bonus episode. Yeah, that sounds like a fun versus, you know, Brett's been busy working, so he doesn't have a recommendation um and i'll just plug my current podcast too i've been doing a side podcast called welcome to the carter verse oh is it based off of the aaron carter it is (laughs) yes um every single week i'm reviewing everything that happens on aaron carter's instagram the highs lows where the fuck society went wrong it's it's not fun but it's something and (laughs) so so what's your target audience aaron carter fans um, no. Well, a lot of us were fans when we were kids and then realized what was happening currently and became very concerned very quickly. Mm. There's a lot of like allegations out against him, domestic, SA, uh, animal abuse, all kinds of shit. So people are just like, basically this dude needs to be in rehab ASAP before he dies and at least don't not have access to guns, you know? So it's just been a really intense situation. When I hear stuff like that, I just want to hit the reset button on, on our species and just. I know. Well, I will talk to you soon. Um, next Monday, if it doesn't, if you get busy or whatever, just let me know and we'll do the next week. Okay. And, uh, send me a link to prom queen too, if you can, so I can listen to it. (gasps) Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll do that right now. Okay. All right. Bye. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Coming round to run away or disappear. It's coming round to run away or disappear. Try climbing up those frozen stairs.
Disappear. 